Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of April 3, 2016. It's hard to believe that already the first quarter of 2016 is over. For TV fans, 2016 means the expansion of video-described programming into the top 60 markets in the United States. But perhaps, just maybe, there's a chance that more described programming could be in our future. The following article was posted on Thursday, March 31. We think you'll find it interesting. FCC wants to increase video description by Mark K. Miller, TV News Check, March 31, 2016, posted at 2.44 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The FCC today voted to move forward with Media Bureau recommendations to approve a Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, NPRM, to increase the amount of video-described programming for the benefit of the blind and visually impaired. The move is part of an ongoing update of the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act, CVAA, that took effect in 2010. Video description makes video programming accessible to individuals who are blind or visually impaired by enabling audio narration to describe key visual elements of a television program during pauses in the dialogue. Through video description, individuals who are blind or visually impaired can independently enjoy and follow popular television shows. In 2011, the Commission reinstated rules that require some television broadcast stations and multi-channel video programming distributors, MVPDs, to provide video description for a portion of the video programming that they offer to consumers on television. The current obligation to provide video description applies to TV broadcast stations that are affiliated with ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC, and are located in the top 60 television markets. The rules also currently apply to the top five non-broadcast networks on pay TV systems that serve 50,000 or more subscribers. Congress gave the Commission authority in the CVAA to issue additional video description regulations if the benefits of doing so outweigh the costs. The FCC said that since their initial adoption, the video description rules have provided substantial benefits to persons who are blind or visually impaired by making television programming more accessible. The NPRM tentatively concludes that these substantial benefits outweigh the costs of the recommended additional requirements. Specifically, the NPRM proposes to increase the required amount of video-described programming on each included network K-12 
carried by a covered broadcast station or NVPD from 50 hours per calendar quarter to 87.5 hours. Include the number of networks subject to the video description rules from four broadcast and five non-broadcast networks to five broadcast and ten non-broadcast networks. Adopt a no backsliding rule which would ensure that included networks remain subject to the requirements even if they fall out of the top five or top ten ranking. Remove the threshold requirement that non-broadcast networks must reach 50% of the pay TV households in order to be subject to the video description rules. Require that covered distributors provide dedicated customer service contacts who can answer questions about video description. Require that petitions for exemptions from the video description requirements and related filings be electronically filed with the Commission. The NPRM also asks for comment on timelines for implementation, as well as on any other changes to the video description rules that would help ensure blind and visually impaired consumers have access to television programming. While all the commissioners voted to move forward with the NPRM, Commissioners Ajit Pei, A-J-I-T-P-A-I, and Michael O'Reilly, O apostrophe R I E L L Y dissented on the increase in hours, saying that including the additional networks would exceed the limits set in the CVA, something the FCC doesn't have the authority to do. Pay also objected to the NPRM's language that ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC remain in the top five even if future ratings put one of them below the top five. Commissioner Mignon Clyburn said, Today's commission action furthers the goals of universal opportunity and cultural inclusiveness by helping individuals who are blind or visually impaired enjoy the same popular television programs as their friends, family, and others in their community. Today's notice of proposed rulemaking seeks to expand the availability of video-described programming by 75%, and, consistent with statute, the proposed increase from 50 hours per calendar year to 87.5 hours will make a big difference in the lives of individuals who are blind or visually impaired, allowing them to immerse themselves in the programming in a way that the audio dialogue system alone simply does not provide. The NPRM is MB docket number 11-43. In a somewhat related story, ACB President Kim Charlson just posted the following announcement concerning an investigation of accessibility issues related to Amazon Video and Hulu. This appeared on the ACB leadership list on Sunday, April 3. Here's how you can help. Amazon Video, Audio Description and Screen Reader Access Disability Rights Advocates ACB is investigating complaints from blind individuals who report that the Amazon Video and Hulu websites and mobile applications are not accessible and from blind individuals who want audio description tracks to be made available on Amazon Video and Hulu. 
We would greatly appreciate speaking with you if you are blind or you have either confronted access barriers yourself while using Amazon Video or Hulu, or you have chosen not to subscribe to Amazon Video or Hulu because you have heard about access barriers. To share your experiences, please contact Julia Marks, M-A-R-K-S, by phone at 510-665-8644 or jmarks at dralegal.org. Posted by Rebecca Williford, Senior Staff Attorney, Disability Rights Advocates, 2001 Center Street, 3rd Floor, Berkeley, California, 94704, phone 510-665-8644, extension 123. The CSUN Conference happens each year in March. There's always a big stir about CSUN, but what is CSUN? It is officially called the International Technology and Persons with Disabilities Conference, and it is sponsored by California State University Northridge, CSUN. For simplicity, and because we all love acronyms, it is just known as CSUN. 2016 marks the 31st CSUN Conference, and it was an exciting week of new product announcements, new ideas, and glimpses into the tech future. Attending CSUN were not only companies such as Humanware and Freedom Scientific, Perkins and the American Printing House for the Blind, the Canadian National Institute for the Blind and the Royal National Institute from England, but major tech giants such as Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and more. On page 2 and 3, Jeff Bishop, member of the ACB Board of Directors, shares an overview of his week at CSUN and the many new and upcoming and often very affordable tech products out there on our horizon. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired is the Owensboro chapter of the Kentucky Council of the Blind, and we're spotlighting them this week. Rick Bogus, president of Savvy, joins us on page 4. And on page 5 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. With me now is Jeff Bishop. Jeff is a member of the ACB Board of Directors, but... We're talking to Jeff uh, concerning a, uh, an activity that he um, participated in last week that I'm sure he absolutely loved, and that was visiting the CSUN conference in San Diego and seeing all the new technology that came out that week. There's always a lot of announcements and so on. So, um, Jeff, we're glad you're with us and hope that you'll tell us a little bit about CSUN. Give us a glimpse of what was going on. Yeah, you know, it was really great. Um, you know, the, the neatest thing about CSUN is not so much seeing the, the technology, but it's seeing the people that you interact with, sometimes that you interact with for years that you never have met in person before, mm. and you finally get to meet them. And there was a lot of that going on at CSUN this year for me. And uh, it was just really, really neat. We have other people there from ACB as well. Eric Bridges was there. And uh, Brian Charlson was there, too. So, uh, unfortunately, Brian was not able to attend much of CSUN uh, due to some medical concerns. But um, Eric and I definitely uh, got around, and, and it was uh, a, a really great time. 
the greatest thing about CSUN this year, and I think you'll probably hear this from lots of people, is that this was the year of Braille. It, it started with the Braille map that you'd pick up when you registered, and uh, and then it just went from there. There was, um, of course, we you know we had we had the new Humanware uh, Braille Note Touch, mm-hmm. you know, which is based on Android, and then you had the L Braille, which is the the product from from Russia, actually. It's a, it's a partner that is working with Freedom Scientific, and they're producing a, a very fascinating product, and I think it's going to be something that a lot of people will, will latch on to. Mm-hmm. It's basically a, a, a docking station that you connect a Focus 14 Blue to, along with a copy of JAWS, and you can either buy all of that together, or if you already have JAWS and a Focus 14 Blue, then you don't have to buy those. And then you get this docking station, and they're going to update it every year and refresh the hardware. And it's a full-fledged Windows 10, you know, computer, basically. Oh. So it's a, you know, you, you can connect uh, keyboards to it. It's got ports on it and everything. So if you don't want to use, you know, six-dot Braille input on your on your Focus Braille display, then you can hook up a full QWERTY keyboard to it. Um, you know, it, it's really, really fast, and... It looks really interesting. I think um, we don't know the pricing for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I actually got a chance to speak to, to Eric Damry about it, and he said that he thinks that it's going to come in about. And again, we're we're not sure on price, so right. this could all be subject to change. Mm-hmm. They think it's going to be about thirty five hundred, mm-hmm. and uh, and and we were talking amongst. Uh, you know, a number of us at the show thinking, well, this is going to be a you know five thousand dollar product, and yeah. Eric told me, oh no, 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 it's going to be much less than that. So, but of course, then you uh, still you know, have I to think, buy your uh, Jaws and, and other things that would. Well, no, 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 but that that includes Jaws and the and oh. and, and the Focus fourteen Blue. So, oh, so if okay. you already have those, then you take those off the price. I see. And it's only about between probably thirteen or fifteen hundred dollars for this. You know, for this docking station with okay. a, basically a computer inside of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's um, it would be like buying a Mac, right? A a, a mid-range Mac mm-hmm. equivalent kind of a thing in a smaller in a smaller uh, size. You know, okay. kind of kind of neat. Of course, I saw the 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 Vario Ultra, which is the I call it the the Apple esque Braille display. Uh, have you seen it? No. The Vario Ultra. No. So it's so you've seen a Mac, right? It, with the brushed aluminum, you know, and so that's what the that's kind of what the the Vario Ultra looks like. It, it it feels like it's made by Apple, you know. It feels like a Mac in a in a with a Braille display inside of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, every time I see it, I yeah, it's really really neat. It looks really well built, and um, I've interviewed David a, a few times. In fact, he's going to be on main menu here in the next few weeks, and um, just. Absolutely fantastic product. I really, really like it. And they, they were giving us updates. Uh, they're adding UEB support and, and uh, you know, doing all kinds of cool stuff with that product. Of course, we saw other Braille interesting things. That There was a, there was a smartwatch with four cells uh, that $90 they were showing. That was very interesting. It's going to have fitness tracking capability and, you know, calorie counting and, and uh, other features like that. Um, you, you'll be able to tell the time, tact, you know, by touching the by touching the watch. Yeah, 
it, I'm not sure what the issue was. I, I couldn't actually get it to show me the Braille on the watch when I was in the in the booth, but oh. uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I think someone. I heard later that uh, that they ran the battery down in the watch, <laughs> <laughs> so which is entirely possible with lots of people looking at it. So, uh-huh. um, that's coming out later this year, mm-hmm. uh, and then the Orbit. You know, now this. <clears throat> I actually got my hands on this when I went out to uh, Massachusetts. Uh, when I spoke at the uh, Massachusetts affiliate, uh, mm-hmm. and I spent some time at Perkins, and Kim showed me the the Orbit display, and I got a chance to play with it for a couple of hours. Uh-huh. And boy, oh boy, um, you know, for what it is, it's fantastic. Uh, it's designed to be a book reader, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it does have Bluetooth capability, so you can connect it to you know your iPhone, your Android tablet. Um, you probably could even connect it to uh, a computer via USB as well through the human interface uh, compatibility mm-hmm. that, it, that it has. And uh, it, it's just, you know, for, for the price point, I think it's going to be a winner. Um, it does not have routing buttons on it. Um, it basically has, you know, um, eight keys and then a, and then a, um, a joystick-type movement control on it so you can move you know up and down and things menus and things um can you enter can you enter on it like yeah, enter your so passwords basic, and things yeah, like that so it has some basic note-taking capability but it's it's it, it's not going to be you know a microsoft word or i i would not classify it as you know um a, a really really strong uh word processor i don't think I, uh-huh. again it's not really designed for that it's 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 really meant for, you know, putting books on it and reading, and and maybe using it for, you know, communicating with your your iPhone or, yeah. you know, a device like that. It's, so, it's, Jeff, it's really if if I read my email from my iPhone with it, you know, if it's Bluetooth and it, and I read my email, yeah, can 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 I then write on it to say answer my yeah, email? Yeah, yeah, you'll be able to type back. I can do that. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you'll be able to do that. I, I, now, I did not pair it to my iPhone when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to. You know, <laughs> I was just looking at the menu structure and, and playing sure. with it and reading some books and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get a chance to do that. Um, I, I felt kind of weird pairing it to my iPhone, to be honest. Oh, I, it, it wasn't mine. So <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah, <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. yeah. So um, the the Braille is very very crisp. Um, people have commented, and I and I even tried. You know. Uh, Kim said, "Press down on the Braille and see if it goes down." You know, on, on a lot of Braille displays that we have now, you, the Braille disappears. You know, and it yes. comes back. And yes. That does not happen on this. Uh, it's it's uh, someone someone uh, kind of referred to it as Braille Braille sign. You know, what we see on Braille signs. You know, like for you know rooms on a, in a hotel or oh my elevators. You know, that kind of a thing. It, it's very 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 solid Braille. It does not move at all um, from a from that standpoint, and it's very, very crisp and very readable and, and really, really nice. APH is saying that uh, they're going to sell the the unit for approximately. Of course, the, all of these prices are subject to change. Sure. Based on, you know, it's still in development, mm-hmm. so they're saying five hundred or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and for that price point, uh, that's that's going to be great. Um, it's 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 really, really neat to be able to put something that low cost into the hands of people that that 
frankly can't afford to spend, you know, even fifteen hundred dollars or you know even right. twelve hundred on a, on a braille display. I mean, right. some people can't do that. You know, Chip, so, that we've we've all we hear. Uh, you know, it's kind of like it's a glass half full or is the glass half empty. And and all we've heard for years is how few people read Braille. Very few people read yeah, Braille. Ten percent. People right? people don't want Braille. You know, they just don't want Braille anymore. You know, something. If people really didn't want Braille, would we have had all of these Braille products at CSUN last week? Nope. Nope. Not I mean, at all. I don't, I don't think it's that they don't want Braille. I think it's that first of all, paper Braille is so huge and bulky, and yep. you know they don't want to they don't want it taking up their whole house anymore. And and the um, digital braille is so expensive, so yep. I think we will find that we are wrong. That braille is read by a lot more people than what we thought. Well, I've been saying this for a long time that we need to be driving the price down on braille, and it has right. come down. That's right. I mean, from when I mean, I remember when I had a, a, a Versa braille. Oh yeah. Two back in, you know, the middle 80s. Yeah, $10,000 for the, yeah. You know, $12,000 yeah. for a Braille display, you know. Right. And, and so if you... If that you ran on cassette. One, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't have that one. Oh, okay. The, the one that came right after that. Okay. Yeah, I was one of the guinea pigs, I think. I I, it was, I got it just as it came out. Yeah. Um, so I got that, and then I got the Versa Braille 2 Plus. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, the, the the prices have come down, but they need to get to the point where, you know, a parent can afford to buy a child a Braille display. Right. You know, and 500 you, you know, people spend more on iPhones. Jeff, 500 is less than a Perkins Brailler. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, and it's less than an iPhone. I mean, if you can right. afford an iPhone, you can afford a Braille display. Right. And and that so, will be, that'll be absolutely wonderful because people who have thought that they would never, ever, ever be able to afford uh, a Braille display and to read for themselves, to read in Braille. You know, they were just kind yep. of, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I don't mind listening to fiction, um, you know, listening to a good a good Western or a good, you know, murder mystery or something on um, with, with audio, but I sure like to read non-fiction kinds of materials and sometimes yep. I just want to read um, I read the whole the whole Left Behind series for adults and then proceeded to read the whole Left Behind series for kids yeah. on my Braille wow. note you know wow. with, with wow. Braille and um, 13 books huh oh, oh for the uh, for the kids the it, was, of- it was 40 books for the, oh, kids. For the kids, it was forty. Yeah, yeah, okay. forty little chapter yeah. books, and yeah, you know, yeah. read it with my and then grandson. And for adults, right? Yeah, to 14 I think books so. For adults or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I yeah. actually went through nine. I think I read nine or ten of them. Oh, okay. And well, then you, I, yeah, there's 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 two more for you. There's oh, at least two or three more. There. Oh well, I'll have to go going. find those. Yeah, Keep going. <laughs> get with it, right? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but but and and I used to read a lot to when I homeschooled my grandson. I would read. He loved to be read too and he didn't like to read he was a good reader but he didn't like to read that much for himself he was a sighty child but he loved to be read too and we read all kinds of things we've read all the laura ingalls books and um love the laura ingalls yeah i mean we just all these books on and on we're, and on. we're, we're taking the tour on friday before all uh, are you really yep yeah are yeah. you kidding me? I'm flying my wife to Minnesota, and we're not going to do the tour. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I, I, I would be dead. 
would, yeah. I would be in trouble. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. a wonderful tour on the that's, that's on the first of July at the and, convention. And you know, when you're working, there's nothing better to have a braille display in front of you when you're presenting. That's right. Or when you need to read a speech or look at your notes. I mean, you know, that's it, it, really the only way to do it. And this brings the price point down to yes. where where it makes sense. Yes. So, any time that that I have anything very serious to present at all, I make notes on my Braille note, and I have it right there. And um, I can't imagine listening to that through an earphone and 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 being able to to make it flow hard. evenly. It's hard. Yeah. And, yeah, and I mean there are some people who can do it very well, but even even they sometimes. Oh, uh, wait, I didn't understand that. And you know they're listening to this thing in their ear, and you think, you know, if you just could read it in Braille. Yep, absolutely. Page three. Was there anything that you saw that was um, any other little things, like, you know, you mentioned the watch, any other small Um, items? or Well, well, so... The CIA was there. They were recruiting for blind people. Oh, really? Which I thought was very fascinating. I guess. So, what so were they the recruiting for? You know, I didn't. I didn't talk to them much. Oh, um, come on, Jeff! I don't want I, uh, to talk to them. I asked them if I could be a spy, and they didn't think that was funny. So I, I think it's hilarious. I thought, yeah, I thought it would be funny. So uh, yeah, and, and you know, and then there were lots of sessions. Um, lots of technical sessions, mm-hmm. and Microsoft was there. They were talking about Windows 10 and and the Edge browser and Office 365, and mm-hmm. you know all the significant work that's going going on there. They, mm-hmm. boy, the commitment that that they have put forward in, in reference to accessibility is just outstanding. Mm-hmm. They had, I, I I have to think there were at least twenty to thirty engineers in, in the room when I was there oh um, talking to people uh, for, for over two hours. And, um, and then one of them grabbed me and, and, and said, hey, we want to get your ideas on, on a number of things. So they took me out to dinner and we talked for another two and a half hours. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of, of uh, advocating and, and talking technology and and, and some some really 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 neat stuff going on with Microsoft. Google, of course, was there, and Amazon. They were talking about their new uh, fifty dollar uh, Amazon Fire tablet. Oh. And um, they have a, a new screen reader that's built into that. That's uh, quite a bit different than TalkBack. Mm-hmm. And right now, that seems to be the talk of the community right now. Uh, people sort of reacting to you know ordering this thing and getting their hands on it. And, um, some people are are having good luck with it. Others are kind of struggling with it, getting Kindle books downloaded and things like that. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's the learning thing. It's early yet. Now so tell it's hard tell to say where we are in that. Yeah, tell people who don't know about that product. Tell them explain that a little more. Yeah. Okay. So so Amazon, of course, has you know you can shop on Amazon and you can get basically anything you want. But they oh, have yes. and I do. Android tablets. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and all of us do, right? So, yes. Um, they have an Android tablet, and it's called um, the Amazon Fire. It's a $50 tablet. Uh, so think of an iPad in a smaller 7-inch uh, form factor. And uh, it, it's mainly a tablet designed for Amazon services. You know, So 
if you're an Amazon customer and you want to listen to movies and download Kindle books and listen to Audible content and and all of that, it, it, it's really a device that's very much centered around Amazon's group grouping of, of services. Okay. And 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 so it has a screen reader built into it that they have just come out with, and it's still being worked on, but. It, it's it's uh, I think it's Voice View. I think is the name of it, if I recall correctly. I could be wrong on that name, but I, I think that's the right name of that. Okay. Um, and Peter Korn was there, and he was demonstrating it, and he brought out the Echo. Of course, you've probably talked about the Echo. We haven't uh, actually. You had Brian on to talk. Yeah. Oh, you haven't? No, we haven't talked about the Echo actually. Uh, oh well, you need to get you need to get Kim on and talk about the Echo. She. She loves her Echo. Uh, the Amazon Echo is a is another product from from Amazon, and you know about Siri on your iPhone. Oh yeah. Where you hold down the, or you say Hey Siri, and mm-hmm. and now we're going to make everybody's phones go off. By the way, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, and uh, so this is this is sort of similar to Siri, except that it, it it's a. They have different versions of this. There's there's uh, a couple new versions of the Echo that are now at the dot and the tap, and uh, so there's the original Echo, and it's a basically a speaker in a tube type shape, and it has microphone seven microphones that, that go around it, and it constantly listens and you speak to it, and you, and you can do anything. You can shop on Amazon with it. Uh, you can play games. You can ask for you know you can have it play music. It will support. It supports Spotify. You can order Uber rides with it. Um, it's crazy. It, it's Siri on steroids. Um, <laughs> can you play accessible yeah, games? It it's crazy. Does does it have accessible games? Well, yeah, you can. Yeah, well, it talks to you, right? It doesn't have oh. a screen, so it just she just talks to you, you know. Oh. So so when I was up when I was staying with Kim and Brian, every morning, we would I would go upstairs and they would be playing Jeopardy on the Echo. Oh. So you know they. It would ask them questions, and they, you know, or give them, you know, <laughs> answers, and they mm-hmm. had to answer in question form, just like the game, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it plays all kinds of games, and it it, it does all kinds of crazy in your house. Um, you know, it it it's just crazy what the Echo will do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's um, three versions of the Echo now. It ranges in price from uh, ninety nine to one eighty nine. And you have to be an Amazon Prime customer, as I understand it, to to get the Echo. Oh, Jeff, I am. Yeah, you should get one. <laughs> oh, get one. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Maybe I'll need to order it tonight. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you might. You just might. You, so, and, and you can, so a sighted you can buy person directly on Amazon. You can okay. say, you know, I need more toilet paper, and it will say, okay, it's on order. It'll be there in two days. So, a sighted person just uses speech with it as well. That's right. Yep. There's no there's no visual interface. Oh it's my goodness! Strictly speech. I gotta have this. Yep. If nothing yeah, else, it's just fantastic. A... People love it. Yeah. I gotta oh, have I'm one. Surprised you haven't had one yet. Uh, me too. Well. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get one of these. <laughs> no. Okay. Yes. All right. So there's and so what is what's the difference in the in the cheap one and the more expensive one? So the so the dot now let's see if I can remember this. So the dot is a real tiny one. Mm-hmm. And you have to provide your own speaker for that one. Oh. Um, so it's designed for people who want to maybe put it into their stereo system. <laughs> okay. Um, well, oh no, my goodness. Better speakers, because remember, it's not stereo. It's it's 
it's strictly a speaker. Yeah. The, the other models are strictly a speaker. So mm-hmm. if you want to be able to listen to music that it plays in stereo, yeah, yeah. then, because you can't connect it to a stereo, the, the main Echo, the $889 one is not, uh, it, you can't connect that to your stereo system. Okay. So, so the dot, you know, uh, it, it is meant for that. It's, so the it's big one, the, the expensive one, has its speaker built in. Yeah. Okay. So the, so the dot's the most inexpensive one. Uh-huh. It's ninety nine dollars, and then there's a mid range one, which is the uh, which is the tap, and you have to actually hold a button on it. It's similar to the home button on an iPhone to get it to talk. It doesn't. It's not constantly listening like the other others are. Okay. Um, and that's why it's called the tap because you have to tap on it to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to you. Mm-hmm. And that does have, I believe, that does have a speaker. And then there is the regular Echo, which is you know this full size looking thing, and you know it has the mic- microphones all over it, and, and it has a built in speaker. And you know, um, I know. But would you want it listening to you all the time? Well, it, but it, but it listens for a keyword. You know how oh. you say, you know, hey Siri. Mm-hmm. See, Siri, pause there, and that, that will hopefully stop the iPhone from going boop boop. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it you have to say. A keyword to get it to, to listen to, oh, okay. just like just just like you do on the iPhone. Okay. So it is constantly listening, but it's listening for a keyword. Mm-hmm. And then once you say that keyword, then it's then it really is listening, and it, then it acts on what you say after that. Oh. So it's like it's 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 just like you know you do on the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. So, but That'd it's got neat. a lot more capability than 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 Siri does at the moment. Uh, Google was there, and they were talking about, you know, uh, Google Docs and, and the enhancements that are being made there, mm-hmm. and they were talking about Chrome um, Chrome OS and, and Android and the new version of Android that's coming in the... There's lots of web accessibility improvements coming in Android, mm-hmm. um, a lot of new uh, tutorials coming out with Android in the, mm-hmm. in the future. There's going to be a public beta coming out in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty exciting for, for people that are on the Android side of things. And, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great, great conference. It was very, very, very busy. Um, just lots of uh, lots of talking with lots of people. Got to meet the uh, author of um, Voice Dream Reader, which I know a, a lot of your listeners Oh, use. wow, yeah. And he, Winston was there, mm. and I was a beta tester for version 4. In fact, version 4 just came out. By the time this airs, it will be available in the app store it came out today oh. and lots of really great improvements mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. um, especially uh, not just for for people with with uh, um, uh, that, that are blind but low vision as well lots of really neat features and um, just a great great upgrade and of course if you already own a voice stream reader it's free mm-hmm. so you don't have to pay yes. anything yeah i already um, have that the, I, I really yep. enjoy that yeah, the key thing there is that when you upgrade, you have to download your voices if you purchased any um, from him. They they have been enhanced, and, and uh, it, it does require that you uh, re- download, download them and reinstall again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the voices yeah. That, that Voice Dream Reader uses. Uh-huh. Right, right. Yep. Um, and, you know, and saw lots of other people there, and, uh, you know, if you, if you, if you hang, hung around the... I, I, I didn't really hang around by at the bar necessarily, but tables nearby. You know, you see all kinds of people. Um, Dave Williams, I got a chance to see him. He, he's of course uh, ran ACB Radio for a number of years, and mm-hmm. got to see him. And he was there talking about 
the multi-line um, braille display that that's really more of a desktop type uh, mm-hmm. display that they're looking at probably pricing around seven hundred dollars. Um, Do they have so any that, idea when that is going to happen? Um, no, they did, not, they did not get a definitive time frame on. Because I'd love to have a multi-line braille yeah, display. Yeah, yeah, that that would really be uh, really pretty neat stuff. Um, they're on their eighth version of of, of uh, the product that they're testing, and mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what the timing is. Well, they that, get the so. they'll get the orbit out long before that. Oh yeah, no, the yeah. orbit's going to be out in the fall. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what APH is saying. Yeah, that will be out in the fall, and so there, I'm sure it will be back ordered like crazy. So get oh, in line early. I know. I know. Yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think that they're beginning to take um, or thinking about pre-orders. That, of course, they don't have they the price are. on that um, yet. I mean, well, I, th- I think I saw that in somebody. You know, there were a lot of. Um, maybe, All this stuff is pre-order right now. Yeah, it was actually there, there were there were a lot of um, of uh, publicity pieces on that right. orbit, and and it was like everybody was trying to see if they could one up everybody else, and um, you know CNIB had one, and the CNIB one. Um, you know, of course, was talking about it and being for sale in Canada, and they were quoting like a four hundred dollar price tag. Well, you know. We need to remember that that's Canadian dollars, and we need to remember that um, you know there's still work to be done on it. And yep. so you know it it's kind of it's not good it's to too just early assume, to yeah, is. what that price is really going to be. Yeah, it's so, probably going to be within a hundred dollars of that, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yes. going to be even if it even if it's seven hundred, it's still a bargain. Oh, you aren't kidding! You know? uh, it yeah, certainly so, I mean, is. It's, yeah, no, I, I think. Uh, I think this is uh, really going to be neat, and uh, you know it's going to be at the convention, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, we'll, we'll probably know a lot more by then. Oh yeah, they'll probably be manufacturing them and, and getting them ready to ship. Right. You know by then. Right. And um, so. Right. Yeah. Well, Jeff, this has been fantastic. I've really enjoyed this, uh, getting to a glimpse of Sea Sun. Um, it's kind of one of those things that you hear about all the time, and it would really be fun to go, but, you know, yeah. it just... It's expensive. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Alone. Oh, my goodness. The hotel alone was crazy expensive, you know? Yeah. It's just, just amazing. Yeah. And then people wondered why I flew home at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, didn't get home. Then the plane was two hours late leaving. Yeah. And uh, so didn't get home until after 1 o'clock in the morning, even though it was only an hour flight. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that that's just really exciting, though, and all of those things. And now you will be talking about a lot of these things, I'm sure, on Main Menu. You mentioned that earlier. And we have a lot of listeners to Soundprints that either listen on CD, we mail an audio CD to them each mm-hmm. week because they may not have computer access. And so they may not always know how they can listen to some of these other great shows on ACB yeah. Radio. So tell tell us um, how they how people can listen, how anyone can listen to shows like Main Menu on ACB Radio. Right. Well, there's a number of ways to do it. You you can of course use ACB Link, our iPhone app that that we now have for the American Council of the Blind, mm-hmm. um, or you could go online and listen uh, on the website. You can go to acbradio.org and um, 
click on the mainstream link and, and listen to all of the mainstream coverage there. Look mm -hmm. at the schedule and find out what shows you might be interested in. Mm -hmm. Or you could call and, and you'll give us the number. Right. It's 605-475-8130. 605-475-8130 and main menu and well the mainstream channel which has main menu sound prints and lots and lots mm -hmm. of other shows is number one off the menu but ACB radio actually has six channels and seven. oh that's true I forgot about yeah. number seven actually had yep. happened now. Yeah. Uh, but, and some of those channels just have music sometimes. Number three is old time radio, full time, old time yep. radio. Yes. You can yep. overdose on old time radio shows on them. And, and you know, Bruce does a really fantastic job. The, the thing that you'll find that on Treasure Trove now is that the, the old time radio that you're listening to there is an extremely high quality uh, format. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very nice and pleasant to listen to, mm -hmm. um, and he does just a bang-up job, and he's getting married in about a month. So oh, really? Go Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's actually, there's all these channels, and you can take a, you can just move from one to the other as she was. Mm -hmm. Now, main menu, that, when did, the, tell us, do you That's know when Friday they come? Night. Friday nights, and it, right. the uh -huh. first show is at what time? Nine, Nine or ten. Eastern, right? Eastern, yeah. Yes. I know that um, um, John and Paul, Jonathan McCarty and Paul Ferrara, have the sports show on at seven on um, Mainstream, and of course they're from here in Louisville, so right. it's kind mm -hmm. of a neat show. They do a Love great job with sports. That. Well, we'll be looking forward to hearing more on Main Menu, and looking forward to all of the tech sessions that will be happening at the ACB convention in Minnesota Absolutely. because we'll have a lot we'll there too for people to see. About that. Oh yes. Well, the Information Access Committee is doing a lot of things. You know, Bits is going to be doing a lot, and mm -hmm. lots of lots of our uh, you know affiliates are going to be doing uh, and, and lots of really great stuff. Page four. Our chapter spotlight this week is on the Support Alliance for the Visually Impaired. It's our Owensboro chapter, and with us is Rick Boggess, who's president of Savvy. Welcome, Rick. Thank you. Rick, tell us about activities that Savvy has been uh, having in the last few months, and also uh, tell us about the growth in membership in Savvy, because it's pretty exciting this year. Well, we had, uh, back in November and December, we had uh, potlucks kind of as a fundraiser and a, uh, just uh, also just to get let people get to know one another a little better. Uh, unfortunately, one of our meetings this year was canceled because of weather. Uh, we've also had uh, uh, speakers. Uh, we've uh, had a speaker on uh providing transportation from GRITS, which is the paratransit provider here, and they're going to work with us to help provide transportation uh, to and from our meetings. Uh, they're going to run a bus, especially for our meetings here in within the city limits of Owensboro, and so that's pretty exciting, I think. Uh, hopefully that will even encourage uh, some other people who maybe haven't used public transit Several of our members are old, have lost their vision uh, later in life, and so uh, they may not know the ins and outs of the public transportation, and hopefully that will give them the confidence necessary to take more advantage of the system. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this coming meeting, we're going to have a speaker uh, 
from the Davis County Emergency Preparedness to uh, talk with us about emergency uh, preparedness and how to prepare. Uh, so um, that's just some of the things that been, have been going on. Uh, we now have uh, <clears throat> 25 members and uh, actually got a new member at our last meeting and uh, actually sound, uh, signed up five new lifetime members for KCB uh, this year. So, yeah. So you have uh, eight? Eight. Yeah, eight life members now eight in life, the chapter. Uh, KCB mm-hmm. lifetime members. So right. it's been pretty exciting and uh, lots of growth. And we've had, uh, unfortunately, we did have several. Uh, last meeting uh, was probably one of our least attended meetings uh, in a while. We had uh, 11 uh, people and and three visitors, but several of our people were ill and and then there were a couple of schedule conflicts, so there were just several of our members that, for various reasons, couldn't make our last meeting. But, but, uh, but Rick, that still makes 14 people. It does. And out of a chapter with 25, that's pretty darn good. <laughs> and, and you often have 20, 22 people at your meetings, right? We do often have that. Uh, so, so, and we have had as high with a group of visitors at one meeting. We actually had 29 at one meeting last summer. So, <laughs> goodness. So, <laughs> Uh, we, you know, we we've I think done very well. Um, there's some indications we may have uh, talked to one of our members this week, and he actually in the, uh, spoke uh, spoke to a, a group, and uh, two people approached him uh, for more information after that. So, mm-hmm. so. Well, and your chapter, your you know the name is it's, it's an Owensboro chapter of KCB, but. It, the name is a support alliance, so it's a support group type exactly. activity and type chapter. And a lot of times in ACB over the years, people have said, "Well, you know, um, chapters need to be, you know, our chapters are advocacy, and you know, we, they haven't always gone out and used the support group model." But you're finding it to be very successful, and with all the people who are losing their vision in later life. Um, it would seem to me that our chapters need to incorporate a support group function. And in, 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 it, it may be more appropriate in some areas than others, but um, there's always people who need to learn about visual impairments. Well, probably 70 to 80%, I don't know the exact number, but probably 70 to 80% of our people are uh, people who've lost their vision as uh, mainly older adults, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 50s, 60s. But you do have a couple of younger members, and we do have a couple of younger members. We have, and, and so, so it's not totally older people, but most of the people, as I say, have lost their vision um, later. And it's really interesting because I spoke to the uh, Owensboro Lions Club, of which I'm a member. Uh, spoke to them last fall, and so I was going back and researching some of the, you know, just to get some idea of the types of people that we've been involved with. And one of the interesting things I came up with is in addition to the people that we have in our group, I could come up with an additional approximately 25 people that we've had contact with mm-hmm. at some point. Now, some of them have been to meetings. Some have never been to a meeting. But mm-hmm. it's amazing because when you put the number to, you know, with what we know in, in our group, and about about 20 of our 25 members have vision problems. We do, you know, my wife's a member, and we have a couple of other sighted members. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, but, really, uh, when you look at the fact that we've got 20 to 25 visually impaired in our group, 
and looking at the other numbers, that means that we've touched the lives of approximately 50 people locally uh, with visual impairments that are right. older adults. And, and that's so, not just in Owensboro. You no, have reached we have, out. Uh, we have uh, a couple of members in Henderson County. We have one in uh, in Ohio County. And, uh, and so uh, actually... Uh, went to Ohio County and talked about Savvy to the Lions Cl- uh, Hartford, uh, Hartford Beaver Dam Lions Club mm-hmm. over there a couple of weeks ago. And so, uh, now for people that aren't familiar with Kentucky geography, um, tell us where is Owensboro and how large is Owensboro, so that they can have some idea of how it well, would relate to, say, their community if they're Owensboro in a different state. Owensboro is a city of about fifty-five, fifty-six thousand, and uh, our county has about a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Just shy of a hundred thousand. Uh, we're right on the Ohio River. We're about oh uh, an hour and forty-five minutes, um, about a hundred and five to ten miles uh, southwest of Louisville, right on the Ohio River. Uh, if you cross uh, uh, the river, you're in rural Indiana, and the counties to the east and south, and uh, at least the east mm-hmm. and south of us are are basically rural counties. Uh, mm-hmm. Henderson's to the west of us, about you know, 20 mile. And I mean, it's, it's not as large as Owensboro, but it has, you know, 20, 20, 25, 30,000. And then Evansville, Indiana is uh, oh, about 30 miles away. Uh, that, that's Of course, that's in Indiana, but it's right on the Kentucky uh, border as well. So so that's kind of generally where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as I say, our... Uh, so we have had some contacts from people in in the, in surrounding counties, but mm-hmm. uh, of course transportation is it's kind always of, an issue. Basically, yeah, and and especially once you get out of the city, um, it, and that's pretty much true with a lot of places in Kentucky and other states as well. Well, the thing that's interesting about Owensboro is yeah. there aren't any you know major cities that adjust to it. I'm from West Virginia, the Charleston area, and Although Charleston has about the same, maybe a few, I think it's actually down to about 50,000, so it may even be somewhat smaller now. It seems to be larger, but that the reason for that is because there are several other uh, smaller cities, you know, mm-hmm. not, not real large cities, but, mm-hmm. you know, 10,000 around it, and it uh-huh. makes it seem quite a bit larger than Owensboro is, and yet it really isn't because we just don't have a lot of, uh, you know, larger uh, right. cities of any size kind of out there by, kind of yeah, by, ourselves. by yourself yeah yeah well the chapter is certainly doing great things um it was chartered at the at the 2015 convention of the kentucky council of blind and 2014 excuse me 2014 that's yes. that's true two years ago yes and, <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah and um it's it's just really been doing great things since then and and even and before then it it started out you started out with just having you know three or four people coming to a meeting and you weren't meeting every month <clears throat> and pretty soon you were and pretty soon you have more people and it's just kind of grown on its own it has a it, it has a lot of momentum and we sure congratulate you and thanks for being on Soundprints well, thank you page five the Soundprints calendar. On April 7, the American Council of Blind Lions will host their monthly conference call. This will be a planning meeting for activities coming up at the ACB National Convention this summer. The code to call is 
712-432-3900. The code is 796096 and the call is at 9 p.m. Eastern. On April 8, the Louisville East Lions Club will hold its Spring Chili Supper from 4.30 to 7 p.m. at St. Leonard's Church, 440 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. Tickets are $5 per person. For more information, call Debbie Dethridge at 502-895-5895. Also on April 8 is the GLCB Roundabout. It will follow its usual schedule, but dinner that evening will be carry out from the Lions Club Chili Supper. For more information, call us at 502-895-4598. On April 9, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold a board meeting at 11 a.m. by conference call at 605-475-6006, code 294444. On April 10, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind in Lexington will hold its fourth fundraising sea cruise from 5 to 9 p.m., including live music by Conk Republic. It's at the Banners Bar and Grill at 3650 Boston Road in Lexington. Call 859-259-1834 for more information. On April 10, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation Chapter will have its monthly meeting by conference call at 8 p.m., 605-475-6006, code 294444. On April 12, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, is meeting in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The topic this month is Emergency Preparedness. The meeting is at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. More information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. On April 14, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will meet at 7 p.m. by conference call at 605-475-4700, intercode 155619. On April 15, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its spring quarterly meeting and elections. There will be a bargain table, an Ask the Lawyer session, a great fried chicken dinner, and a business meeting and elections. At the United Crescent Hill Ministries, for more information, call 502-895-4598. On April 16, the American Printing House for the Blind invites you to participate in an industrial tour of Louisville. It's from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. This is a bus tour of significant industrial sites in Louisville, starting at the historic 1883 building of the American Printing House for the Blind. Tickets are $25 and must be purchased by April 8, best for older children and adults. Call the APH Museum for details at 502-899-2213. On April 17, the KSB alumni will hold another board meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference line. And on April 18, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its April board meeting at 8 p.m. also on the conference line, 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. On April 19, the Tri-State Library users will have an informational conference call. This will include a special program and will be at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the KCB line 
605-475-6006, enter code 294444. April 22 is another GLCB roundabout. And on April 24, ACB families will hold a special program at 9 p.m. Eastern by telephone. The topic is a family and budget-friendly ACB conference and convention. This will include tips for making your convention this summer both fun and affordable. Get in on the call by dialing 605-475-6333 and enter code 1711553. On April 25, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will have a membership call at 7 p.m. The number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On April 27, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold its peer support group meeting for April from 12 to 2 p.m. at the Bluegrass Council Meeting Room, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. The speaker this month is Mac Ferguson, president of the Lexington Lions Club. To sign up, call 859-259-1834. On April 29 is the last GLCB roundabout of the month. More information by calling 502-895-4598. And get a head start on May by planning to attend our traditional derby party. On May 7, of course, Derby Day, it's a full day of food, games, and friends. It's a GLCB tradition, sponsored by the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. More details coming soon. And July 1 through July 9 is the 55th Annual ACB Conference and Convention at the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Exhibits, tours, workshops, seminars, outstanding speakers, lots of programs, and friends, friends, friends. Start planning now to be there. Visit www.acb.org for details. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.